0: Hello, animation fans, and welcome to another uh, Animation Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Vasquez, and you're listening to Episode 49. Wow! Um, in this episode, we have longtime animator Tim Ingersoll. He's been uh, one of our instructors here since we started, and has uh, been in the industry for about 31 years. He's been uh, he's made the transition from 2D to 3D. He started out working in uh, or early on at Walt Disney Animation Studios as well as in the beginning over at uh, DreamWorks Animation Studios. Um, This was a very, very fun podcast. I really enjoyed catching up with Tim. He's a great guy and uh, just a phenomenal animator and and just a lot of years of experience that was able to um, pick his brain on and kind of get his uh, take on a lot of the stuff here. So it was made for a great, great podcast. He's worked on such films as uh, El Dorado, Prince of Egypt, Uh, over the hedge when dreamworks made their transition into cg uh shark tail kung fu panda three how to turn your dragon two so um it was really just neat being able to talk with him and catch up and talk about um the 2d days the early days as well as uh the more current times here with the 3d and such so um, i'm sure you'll definitely enjoy this podcast take a listen
1: start video hold on there's a cross through it there we go
0: Hey, 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 all I'm right. There's the man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> little grainy. Sorry, hey,
0: man. No problem. No problem. This will be for um, audio only. So oh. Yeah. So you can make all the funny faces you want. and <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into it if you don't want. All right. Okay, let's do this. So first of all, I always like to thank my guests for showing up. This is uh, always a neat honor to kind of pick your brains and just spend a little time with you and Um, I know our guests always appreciate it. So I appreciate that. And then um, I also like to just I like to kind of go back and see how you kind of got into the industry. It's always kind of neat to hear how people get into it, kind of what their their route was and stuff. So I was reading up on your bio again. You've got a really cool background, man. You started out in the 2D and back CalArts and stuff. So why don't you kind of just tell us how you got into animation and kind of your progress and where you're at now.
1: Absolutely. Well, I couldn't sing or dance and I don't have the voice you have. So <laughs> it's all I could do is animate. Um, well, thanks, Larry. I, I'm, a, I'm flattered to be here, you know. Um, but I guess it all started when I was a, little, a young one. But I, I, this is a kind of a cool antidote. I think, you know, going to the studio uh, that you are, whatever you want in life, I think actually physically going there, uh, I kind of changed my world. I think I, I came from a small town in Indiana. And I was like mesmerized with cartoons and, you know, uh, I don't know, rescuers, uh, was one of the first movies mm. I ever saw. But, nice. And yeah. It was awesome. And I thought, God, I wonder if I could do this. I mean, this is just, it's above my head. I just, I couldn't fathom the possibility of actually working in a major studio coming from this you know, little hick town in Indiana. And then I thought, well, you know what? My grandparents were uh, taking a cross country trip and, um, and they said, "We well, want to come with. We're going to California." I go, "Well, let me write Walt Disney a letter." Not, you know, he, he was long gone by then. But I wrote a Disney letter, and, and I waited by the mailbox back when you had to wait, you know, snail mail. <laughs> and Larry, I get this, I get this envelope. I saved it, um, and I, I got a frame somewhere. Cool. And it's Mickey Mouse in the corner, right, like Steamboat Willie. I'm like, "Oh my god!" So <laughs> I ripped it open, and I'm looking at. I just, I was like, in, almost in tears. And they said, "Yeah, we'll give you a grand tour." Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, 15 years old, I couldn't be, I was so, an Illusion of Life just came out. Very so, cool. You know, there was only two books out back then. Literally two books I had animation, <laughs> Walter Foster's uh, Preston Blair, anyway, and that one. So I go there, and and they treated me like a king. I couldn't believe it. I mean, this guy, Donald Duckwall was his name. I know, a weird name, but that was, he kind of was uh, kind of a, a pretty big shot, you know. And he, he gave me a tour, uh, well, one of his people did. And I'm I'm meeting probably Andreas and Glenn Keen and people that I later got to work with. But I felt like that day was the most magical day. I got a picture in the like, you can't really see it, but the one with uh, the... that I took a uh, well, yeah, you can't really see oh, it okay, here, back there. And it was like me next to the uh, Disney Studio, and it was 15 years old, you know, mullet, bad hair, <laughs> and but I, I really feel. And I got to go to the commissary and you know eat some of the food and talk to some of the animators. They gave me a ton of little books on how to draw. Again, like this back in the day, how to draw Pluto and Donald Duck. And oh, man, it was fantastic. And then I told them I'm, I want to. This is what I want to do. And they said, "Well, go to Cal Arts. And they gave me brochures for that because that's when they're kind of affiliated. Um, and then I, I just, I was hooked. And I think that changed my life because. I probably would have gone to some little art school in Chicago. I was planning on maybe going to IU, Indiana University, being a graphic artist or a cartoonist, and that would have been my life. But that, and that's what I tell my students, I'm like, you know, whatever your dream is, if it's going to work for the studios, like try to befriend somebody, go there, taste the food, you know, see the environment, smell it, and and, and then yearn for it. Like, you know, uh, have a
0: passion for it. And I
1: think that makes it real. Like, yeah, I think there's something physical, uh, or something, I can't think of the word, but more
0: it's tangible, tangible about it.
1: Tangible. Yeah. So when you hold it and taste it and feel it and you know, I thought that day it changed my life and that's, and then I moved out when I was 18, man, I snapped my snow shovel in two. <laughs> <laughs> I did one way ticket, baby. I'm out. California. And, uh, here I come. Huh? California. Here I come. <laughs> I, I, uh, I got, uh, I took a test and uh, they gave me a small, uh, grant at, uh, at, uh, Cal arts and I got to go to school with Butch Hartman who created fairly on parents, uh, Tony Pacelli, one of the top animators at Pixar and uh, all these amazing people. Um, yeah, that's how I started, man. Just I think that dream and don't let it go and just and squeeze it for all it's worth.
0: That's amazing. That yeah. wouldn't need opportunity.
1: Uh, so lucky <laughs>
0: So lucky. So now from Cal arts, how did you get into the industry then?
1: Well, that's a good question. Um, CalArts, I would, I was only, I only went to CalArts for a year. Um, What happened was I'm working at a little drugstore, Longs Drugs, not sure if they're still in business, in uh, Valencia where CalArts was. Mm -hmm. And I would draw the murals on the wall for Christmas time. I would draw like uh, little cartoons of people, caricatures of our our boss when he wasn't looking. And and, yeah, one of the uh, um, girls there, one of the cashiers, she says, hey, you're really good. She goes, you ever think about, I said, yeah, I'm going to CalArts. So, you know, that's, I'm working here to pay for my uh, education, kind of. And she said, well, my husband works at Filmation Studios. She so goes, well, why don't you have lunch with him? So, Larry, I, I thought, okay, well, this is a nice opportunity. And I just finished my first semester. I go there, and he says, well, you want to take a test? I'm like, take a test for what? To, to get a job. And I'm like, <laughs> I never thought that I could just get hired. And then I thought, oh my God, this is, actually could be real. Took the test. And they said, ah, you're, it's, it's borderline. And then I went and, uh, to the union. I had a local uh, local 839 uh, cartoonist union, which we still have. It's called the Animation Guild now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: in between tests because Cal Arts kind of teaches you to be a filmmaker, but not the nuts and bolts of, like, in-betweening and drawing and stuff. So I took a quick eight-week course. Anyway, they hired me, and I never looked back. I got hired at Filmation, uh, like, 21, maybe even 20, 2021, 20, and, um, that started the ball rolling. I never went back to Cal arts and in some ways I kicked myself because it would be nice to have a degree, uh, when you're teaching and I, you know, credentials and whatnot, but mm-hmm. uh, I've still been teaching all over the world. So yeah, too bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what did you work on there at Filmation?
1: Oh God, horrible stuff.
0: Um, <laughs> about, but you got your in. That was all you needed there, right? I
1: was in. My foot was in that door, baby. <laughs> uh, I, first up, they hired me in the, in the um, not in the TV. Actually, they had a, a live action. No, was it? Maybe it was TV. I worked a little bit of He-Man.
0: Oh, okay, very uh, cool. He-Man.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, the new Ghostbusters. It was like they had two rival Ghostbusters going on at the time uh, TV land. Uh, we had um, what else to work on? Brave Star prairie people. There's just some bad stuff.
0: Um, and so then I, they, I, can't get I used to watch that. So Oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, they, and then they had this, they had a, a feature unit and I met a lot of great people. I mean, back then there wasn't, you know, 2D wasn't going, so, n- nothing was happening really. So Filmation was a nice um, area to meet, like Tom Cito. A lot of the heavy hitters in our business were working at a, you know, I hate to say Filmation's lower class, but yeah, you know, it's TV. So you, you you had to pump it out. I mean, He Man. Yeah. You know, we would do like just eye blinks and weird stuff, and that, that was
0: good that enough. Pasta.
1: Okay, story's done.
0: Yeah,
1: Every, we reuse stuff constantly. We actually did one show where we used reused other shows, we, we it, and the whole show was done from other shows.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: But um, yeah, it was you know, and then this yeah. So the live action was um, sorry the. Feature-length films. We only did two, and they were god awful. One was called Snow White, Okay, uh, happily ever after. And then another one was Pinocchio, the Emperor of the Night. And I saved so I, I, every studio I worked at, I'd save some of my drawings and whatnot. Uh-huh. Even the drawings. I mean, the character designs were just horrible. <laughs> scary. I don't know what like, <laughs> kids would find anything appealing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I was there for a couple of years, you know. I mean, again, I met some amazing friends and people that uh, helped my career immensely. And uh, very cool. I got to be really quick. I mean, one of the guys uh, I was helping out, he p- pretty much got me promoted uh, very rapidly, and I got to be really, really fast. Okay. So that, that, that was part of my claim to fame. In the,
0: and that – Yeah. Now, how did that help you moving forward, though, that, that idea of being able to – and before our audience here to be able to be quick, I guess, as an animator, how do they that help definitely. you?
1: That's a great question. You know what the thing is? It's hurt and helped me and I'll tell you why. Okay. In some ways you can quickly get iterate ideas. You know, you can generate a lot of ideas quickly and mm-hmm. get that through. Um, which is, I think is super important as an animator trying to flesh things out, but then just cranking it out. Like, you know, you, you can please the bean counters of producers and people that are, you know, paying you, Or you can please the directors and the artistic types that are your own soul. Let's put it that way. (laughs) And you can sell your soul easily just for that. um, I don't know, just to be recognized. And I think, in some ways, that was a curse because I. It. it, I wish I could go back because you can't. It's the one thing is you get hired at a big studio, you know. It's 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 a privilege. It's an honor, and you don't want to you don't want to ever dilute that. And I think. that was one of the things that kind of actually hurt me in going from 2d to 3d. Okay. But I learned, you know, you, if, if you're, uh, you know, you spend enough years in this business and talk to enough people, you realize, you know, it's, it's quality over quantity. Mm. Um, you know, it might take you a little longer. You might have to stay on a Saturday, you know, but, uh, the, it's that sacrifice, but you really, I think, um, yeah, it, it's, it's been a blessing and a curse that part of it. But In the 2D world, then I was king. But then you got 3D; it was like definitely a a, a wake-up call.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Let's um, before we jump into your transition from 2D to 3D, I'd like to look at. You mentioned on your bio that you jumped in from to Disney shortly after filmation, right? I did. Can you tell us a little about that?
1: Yes, I will. Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, That was, you know, you could work on so many different films. But if I tell people, I think you see a little cell in my background here. It's a Little Mermaid. I Uh got. Yeah. They would give you, um, in lieu of, well, like as a bonus, they'd give you money for overtime, but that was like every 100 hours you put in, you'd get another free sell. And Little Mermaid was the last movie they did with um, painted cells. Okay. So uh, that's my retirement. You see hanging on a
0: wall. I can man. see that. That's awesome.
1: I got a couple of them. I got Ursula over there. And, <laughs>
0: um,
1: but so what happened, Lair, is, is basically uh, Filmation shut down. Okay. So 400 people were basically let go. We had uh-huh. one payphone. And everyone's running for that pig. When we finally were all fired, we're like, oh my God, now what? So I went to Disney straight away. Everybody else did too. And we're begging uh, and pleading, please hire us. I, um, they looked at my portfolio and they rejected me. And I was very sad. Yeah, <laughs> And I didn't want to give up though. You know, I just, I, I've read enough books and you've been through life where, you know, you just don't give up. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I went to work for um, Don Bluth. Oh, I don't know, cool. and i in my bio. No, I don't think so. It was pretty brief. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, yeah, it was literally a few months. Uh, <laughs> all dogs go to heaven, and uh, what else? I forgot what else. Rockadoodle doodle we were working on. Okay. But uh, so, Filmation actually called me back during that little that little um, span of time, and they said, "Hey, we're opening up a, another division of Filmation." I'm like, "What the heck?" So you go back to the couple big big uh, big shots back then, I think. And we started animating back and went back to filmation. So I quit Bluth, went back. We literally were open for maybe three months and they shut that down. <laughs> now I'm going back to Disney again. I ask again, I should give my portfolio. No, nope. I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. So I had to beg Bluth if I can go back to Bluth. <laughs> so I go back to Bluth, you know, I'm there for literally uh, maybe two months. I couldn't take it there. And I, I said, you know what? I'm just going to. I practiced every day. I was drawing, drawing, drawing. I think, well, I know how to draw. I just got to get the break. So I went in there. Uh, maybe the timing was right. They gave me a test. Uh, it was from- Back at Disney? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. Uh, great mouse detective. Okay. And it was basically just an in-between test where you took the, the big rat again or rat the big rat guy. Yeah, yeah. He was putting on a coat. And I remember it. And I'm like, wow, I, um, I hope I got- Nailed this because I just can't go back to work tomorrow. Bluth, I mean, nothing against Don Bluth. I mean, I think he's done some great stuff, but he wasn't running the show then anyway. Um, But so I saved the other two messages, my rejections. I won't tell the guy's name, but he goes, yeah, quite frankly, Mr. Ingersoll, you're not up to the uh, Disney caliber. Uh, (laughs) We're going to have to say no right now. And I I saved that. Now, this is back in the day, Larry, when they had the huge answer machines. (laughs) Set, you know. (laughs) And you re- rewind it. And, and <laughs> oh, that's so I hate. saved that. I have it somewhere. God help me.
0: I don't that's know where awesome. Else.
1: But the rejection, because I think it's important to tell that, you know, you, sometimes you got to work a little harder and, mm. and, and, and if you want something. So yeah,
0: there you go. Well,
1: so third time's a charm, baby. They, they, uh, they took me on and I worked on, um, what's it called? Um, Tummy Trouble, a Roger Rabbit short. I worked on a uh, little mermaid. And, uh-huh. and then Dale Bear opens his own studio. And he's like, um, well, DreamWorks pretty much—they were laying people off quite a bit. Like the movie ends, you probably are going to get laid off. And um, I begged them not to do it, but they did. <laughs> but then this—my my savior, Dale Dale Bear. Uh, he's a big guy at Disney. He started there when he was like sixteen or seventeen. Hmm. But Dale Bear is a sweetheart of a man and one of the most talented animators. Have you you know Dale? Or I know who he is.
0: I've never met yeah. him or had a podcast yet.
1: Yeah, he. Um, he is amazing. Still is. I still. I had lunch with him not too long ago. But he started his own studio. He goes, Tim, you could work with me, and I'm going to get in Disney stuff. Like, you know, they'll farm me in like stuff. And, and that's kind of what happened. So uh, I really wasn't at Disney that long. I mean, I got to live my dream there. And, you know, you never know. Maybe I'll go back. I mean, they're hitting home runs or gangbusters.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so from there, how did you get to DreamWorks?
1: From there um, – very quickly, I went to Dale Bear. I was there for four years and then he um, he closed down. And then I went to um, Turner Animation, which we, we is what's it called? Um, Page Master and
0: on Dance. Okay. Oh, yes. I saw that one on your bio. I love oh, that movie, Castle Dance. It's It holds up. So much fun.
1: You know, and they just didn't market it. Warner Brothers didn't put the uh, muscle into it, the marketing muscle. And they let it dry up in the vine and it, it tanked in the box office. Uh. As an animation oh you're an animator.
0: Yes. It's pretty damn cool, right? Yeah. Oh, it's a blast. Yeah. I remember I never had heard of it. And we just started kind of doing some family movie nights, uh and uh so kind of renting some animated movies and checking those ones out and also I came across this and I'm like, Oh, let me check this out here. Oh man, it was so much fun. It was one of those ones that you're kinda of just surprised because you don't you have no no knowledge about it beforehand. No one said, you know, pro or con or anything about it, and so you just watch it and yeah, it was a lot of fun. So
1: and it's like going to Hollywood. It's like, I don't want to give it away. Spoiler yeah. alert. It's a 30-year-old movie. But, but yeah, it's a really fun, uh, it's a really great villain, Dollar Dimple. Um, I had probably most fun working on that film than any other film. I mean, one of the best times. Um, Very cool. But they, so they shut down. <laughs> so I'm like, is it me? Like, <laughs> you know, Dale Bear, Ted Turner. I met, I didn't meet Ted, but I did kind of meet him. Um, he's driving this old beat-up, station wagon. I don't know what it was. It was, I like mean, the guy behind me the, and I'm pulling into the parking lot is his studio and I'm like, he's giving to give a speech that day. So I was, all, I was like looking for this limo to show up and this guy behind me, this beat up old car, it's freaking Ted Turner. <laughs> <laughs> like that, no wonder he's a, he's a multimillionaire
0: a billionaire. Yeah, That's why. There's <laughs> <laughs> gotta but be frugal. I, I,
1: yeah. So sorry. You asked me how I got, where, how, yeah. so <laughs> what <laughs> happened? Um, was, that was the right time to be in animation because if you basically had a heartbeat and could hold a pencil, <laughs> you could make a S ton of money. And, and so, you know, I had a connection with, uh, you know, working with um, Jeffrey Katzenberg at Disney and he was looking for people that he, you know, respected and, and, and liked and, and whatnot. And um, I got lucky and, you know, Prince of Egypt was just started. Mm, and, another favorite. Uh, yeah. he, he was hiring, but quite frankly, everybody was hiring. I mean, Sony was hiring, uh, Warner Brothers had a slate of cool films. Bluebeard, it was a pirate film, mm. and all these awesome films that they were, um, you know, uh, gearing up for. Gearing up for, yeah. And they, they, were, they were, what's it called? They were promoting themselves, right? Because at that point, Lion King had just come out and just uh. pulled the box office. So. Everybody and their brother wanted to do a you know, have an animation studio, mm-hmm. if you had any kind of coin or cash, then you would you had to pay us, uh, us. I mean, I was just lucky to be there at the time. Honestly, Larry, I never made more money than I did at that moment. <laughs> it was ridiculous. They actually swear to you, they had sign up bonuses, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's a Lots of studios would give you a uh, back end bonus, like if the movie makes money, they'll right, right. You know, you it'll tied to the box office, uh, whatever they make, and you get a small bonus. And this was a signing bonus, a like a, bonus. yeah. One of my, you know, a, you know, a baseball, yeah, legend or a rock star. I'm gonna sign them bonus, but <laughs> everybody had an attorney, Larry. Everybody, all of us animators are assistance or whatever you got an attorney just because you could and they're going to work out a better deal for you <laughs> and it was it was a good time to be uh in animation and that was a goal in years and i almost went to the warner brothers and i almost signed to sony i just didn't want to do the
0: commute and okay then- i was going to ask you what made you decide with dreamworks
1: you know, they didn't offer the most money, although there's, there's little bonuses here and there. But, I, you know, knowing Jeffrey, I just, and there's something special about There's a new studio. Like, mm. who would have thought? I mean, 20, yeah, yeah, 20, 22 years, I think. Yeah. Definitely over 20. And I've been there since the beginning, pretty much. I That's mean, awesome. Yeah, and I, um, I, something about it, it just felt right. And a lot of my friends were going there. And it was closer. Warner Brothers was a little further away, physically from where I, my, you know, I lived. Um, and Warner Brothers actually was paying outrageous. And it almost scared me, Larry. It almost, I thought there's...
0: Something oh, wrong here.
1: <laughs> yeah, this isn't right. You know, they're going to find out that they made a number error here. And, you know, we had too many zeros. Now,
0: you know? was, there, um, was there much confidence or, or in going to DreamWorks because you knew Jeffrey Katzenberg's background being at Disney? Or uh, how did that work? Was it still just, hey, this sounds like a great gig and willing to risk it? or
1: Yeah. It is hard because you don't you don't want to have regrets because uh, like I'm passing up Sony, I'm passing up You're right you know, Warner Brothers. Thank God. I mean, Warner Brothers would have been a bad decision because they didn't last long at all. And you know, um, but Sony's still going strong. Um, I think yeah, I think it was a confidence I had and the excitement because you know these three moguls, you know David Geffen and, and Spielberg, mm-hmm. which in being there twenty years, I've only seen them three together about four times in 20 years. It's really like these moments like, oh my God, there they are. You know,
0: it's just three amigos.
1: Yeah. his power and his force. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it it, it, it felt right. And again, a lot of my friends were going there and it, you know, the safety numbers and it was, uh, I think it was the right choice for sure.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I got to work on some killer films. I love, like I said, Prince of Egypt, one of my faves. Um, oh, yeah. Now, how was the transition for you from uh, D to CG?
1: That was really difficult. Um, the most difficult thing, and I, you know, I, I'm not very tech savvy, or I didn't think I was. I mean, although my career in the last ten years would tell you otherwise. So, once they told us, look at, you know, Sinbad tanked. Okay, right. They actually call it so bad. So Sinbad <laughs> was so bad. And this is one thing I love about Jeffrey Katzenberg. I can tell you this story and and because and, it was true. And back then, we didn't have that many employees. I mean, nothing like we had now. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically came, came. You know, we had a big meeting, a big town hall meeting, and everyone's gathered by the the, the lagoon that you've been DreamWorks. Yeah,
0: yeah. Beautiful campus.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's gorgeous. Um, and Jeffrey's like, I don't know what the F just happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened. All I know is I must have screwed up or – you know, I know, it was a, I think it was a good movie. I just, maybe the audience didn't, but he said, we're going CG, jump on the boat or see ya. You know what really? I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's pretty straightforward. He, you know, he'll drop the F bomb. He'll, he's very, you know, candid. And that's one of the things I love about him. Like, you know, if you're doing good, you're doing good. If you're not, then he'll tell you. <laughs> I got a cool quick story about that. I'll tell you later.
0: Please um, don't forget. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny. Jeffrey's story. Um, so he, um, yeah, he said, look at, we're, now I was an assistant. So I was a key assistant. So I basically, we made all, the, you know, the animators were super rough, and we'd go over them and, and clean everything up and tie it down and make it look pretty. Um, that was basically, basically my job. So I did freelance animation, but for big studios, I never, I actually always did uh, assistant. So, I mean, I knew how to animate, um, and I did it, many, 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 you know, years, but not for you know what I mean. So my job was actually to, to do cleanups because I was again fast at it and mm-hmm. good and actually I made more money. I would I would be taking a big pay cut to become Okay. Know. So I didn't I didn't do it. I should have probably but so anyway they said okay out of we had about ninety assistant animators that just drew, you know, even the animators that did hand drawing. And they basically said, look at we're gonna offer you guys three or four months, three months I think to work on your cg you know try it so we all went to gnome in the school in hollywood uh-huh. uh, all my friends i should say um and then then they had us put together a little test and i didn't and it was horrible man and i didn't know what the hell i was doing and it's like <laughs> but they picked me out of, out of like 80 90 people wow. uh, not me but 16 people so they, it it felt like survivor though larry it, <laughs> it, it was, They chose 16 people. Out of the 16, only half of us were going to make it off the island. So they put us in this dark little—you know—it was thank God. But DreamWorks is great, though. You know, they didn't have to do this. They—they didn't have to offer this. Right, right. Did the same thing. I'm sure they did to some level, but not. DreamWorks is very, very um, giving, you know, Mm. and generous with uh, their, their, their whatever their but resources. So they gave us some more instructions and and, and they says, okay, you guys got this, this summer. You got three months and 80 of you guys are going to make it. 80 of you guys are going to get cut and you eight people that make it, you know, you're going to, you're going to be you know, animated. Yeah. You know, next film, which is what came out to be shark tale. And I don't know where, I mean, I got lucky. I, they, they picked me and um, it was sad to see half of your peeps are, you know, you're all friends, you know? yeah. yeah. So, It was bittersweet. Just you know, I I I got chosen, but you know, eight of my friends did not.
0: Was do you think part of that? Okay, let me let me back up here. What do you feel like was some of the deciding factor? Was it the fact that uh, I'm just throwing this out there? Maybe for lack of a better term, in that three months you were a little more uh, diligent to to learn CG, or uh, you just picked it up quicker or better, or you know, uh, how how do you think that kind of played out a little bit?
1: Well, at first I thought they were just going to pick the supervisors, right? I, I think I figured they're going to go seniority, which I would have had a lot of seniority, but um, I wasn't like so surely there was supervisors above me that were in the same boat, you know, sixteen people. Um, I think it was, yeah, man, you just had to, you had to want it, and and we were there day and night, you know, we knew okay. the stakes too high, so there was no sleeping. You just basically, it, it, the hard part was, you know, the um, I think most of the people there are pretty good, you know, artistically, obviously, but you, you knew 50% are leaving. And and I think, um, I think some of them didn't actually, I think what kind of benefited us towards the end was a lot of people just realized this is not what I want to do. I want to okay. draw.
0: That's what I guess I was getting at. Was it, yeah. that's, yeah. That, I was wondering if that was part of the factor in there.
1: I want to draw and I, if I can't draw, I'm just being a puppeteer. Cause that's what you are kind of, you're more of a puppeteer in, in 3d. Um, you know, that's, I think that's what really decided, it helped a lot of people decide whether I want to do this or not do this and
0: give them the drive or not.
1: Yeah. And it's sad because some of those people probably would have just excelled. And mm. um, I try to help a couple people that I thought, you know, after I was chosen, I said, look, I'm going to still help you. I, I don't really even know what I'm doing, but I know, and I obviously, I think I have a, a couple of things that you don't know that I can show you and, mm. and you can get hired somewhere else. But, um, and that's kind of what I guess in the teaching too, but it, it, it's, it was not fun, my friend. I, and well, after this, after a couple of movies in 3d, I actually went back to 2d, uh, James Baxter started his own studio. Yeah. Okay. So I went, uh, I went to work for him because I, I just loved drawing, you know, uh, uh, unfortunately he closed down. Yeah. <laughs> A, right when you got there, no. <laughs> I'm the kiss of death, man.
0: <laughs> well, you've obviously worked with some very talented, talented people, so that's that can't be true.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what have you used from your 2D arsenal or background in CG? How has that helped you?
1: Yeah, no, that's great. I think you really had to plan. I, I don't. I think it's too easy, and I tell my students this. And I animate that you know it in in the you could be very loose in your drawings uh when you're drawing um you know just get a pencil test going. I think though you have to plan so much more, and that helps you doing c, CG because the problem with c g in my opinion, one of the things is like the models are always on model, but the character tricks you can't screw that up I mean you turn his head well you can you could pull her. you know twist their face
0: you have to go, go out of your it. way to, to yeah.
1: Right. But out of the box, so it's just, you know, the T pose and it's, it's, it looks good. And then, but that you can get fooled by that and, and you don't really pose correctly. You don't think about what could be more dynamic. Mm. And we had to do that in C, uh, 2D. And that kind of pushes your, uh, that and knowing that if, if look it. You know, in CG, you can quickly reiterate. You can kind of do a version of this, version of that. Right, right. If your, t- if your workflow is good enough, you know, you can set your keys and you can move stuff around and film. In 2D, you can not do that. You know, it's just, it's time consuming. And, and so is CG, obviously, but nothing more. I'm sure you've seen I'm working on right now, CG, man. I'm helping Andreas, and it's like, it's a lot, man. In 2D? Ah, oh, it's really, really. Uh, it's hard to go back because uh, even Andreas is saying like, it's hard to find people that want to do it because either they don't, they're so rusty or they know, look, and I could do this person doing this action in literally four hours versus two days.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, you know? gotcha. Okay, that, I'm gonna come back to that here. Um, well, actually, let's continue with that because I, I do have my note here. Mm-hmm. What is it that you like about 2D? versus 3d and what do you like about 3d versus 2d kind of keep them with that same vein
1: okay that's that's a great question um what do you like about 2d versus uh, i think you can do anything i mean and it's just quickly you could you could visualize it like meaning you could work pretty rough and um and there's a sense of satisfaction and and, and there's no technical hiccups like there's no IKFKs, you know. There's no parenting. It's like I'm just gonna draw, you know. I'm not <laughs> looking for the perfect environment or the model. I just draw, like draw, boom, boom, boom. And that that's that ease of uh, the comfort. It's a comfort mm. that I get. Like I, I just create it out of my head. And there's a satisfaction you get that you don't get out of that I don't get out of CG, um, 3D, um, and that that I, I feel that I lose and I lose that we're talking about tangible, like going to the studio or going to where you want to be, but tangible. I mean, I know Andreas is still like that. He still likes to flip. I mean, cause you could do it on a Cintiq and there's a quicker ways to get your vision to the people Mm -hmm. or to your supervisors or whatnot. But it truly, it truly is like the, the, um, the ease of it, you know, it's time consuming, but the ease of not thinking you think it more creatively, you don't get out of that, you don't lose your momentum. you you know, the juices are flowing, and you really—it's hard to even stop that. Gotcha. Uh, with, with CG, you get the oh my god, I can't. And this rig is like broken, and you know, all of a sudden, like I can't get the parenting to work, or it's, you know, uh, it's, there's so many things, variables, or your computer crashes. I mean,
0: yeah, the,
1: the paper. You don't lose your paper. You know, <laughs> I got my paper.
0: <laughs>
1: it burns up. But yeah.
0: Um, okay, so, but, so what about CG?
1: Yeah, the flip side of that coin would be. CG, it is. It's, it's, it's like um, where you don't have that comfort and the, the technology is there, but you can also, um, if you plan properly, you can completely have so many different versions and, and save everything. And you can experiment probably a lot more than you could and in, 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 oh, definitely you could in uh, 2D, but um, it's it, it can be more cumbersome. But I think the joy, and I've talked a lot about my Fabio, a couple, uh, Christoph, some of these guys that were, its criminal—they don't still draw, and they do, but they do for fun now. And I asked them—I don't know how many times—I don't know—we are we going to do a couple two D films at at, um, at DreamWorks just not too long ago. And I said, "Aren't you excited?" And they go, "Like, no, I'm not doing <laughs> that. <laughs> like, hell no." one like, of the top—I mean, he still lo- loves it—but the, these people that are are gifted and talented to, to no degree, but Going to CG, I mean, sorry. If you are a CG animator, and there are so many that uh, have come from 2D, um, they they can tell you, man, it's you know, it's it's a lot of time and and um, and it's a lot of work, man. Looking at model sheets, turning the character, you got to, yeah, it's it's just more labor intensive um, and
0: in 2D. In 2D. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Gotcha.
1: Completely. Like. Again, the scene that I'm working on right now, could have got done in four hours, literally it's two days. That's like what, four hours in a day, eight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Four times longer. Yeah, and yeah. still it's not right, still I'm not happy,
0: so. <laughs> what do you do to keep your uh, drawing skills up to par?
1: Yeah, you I kinda regular? just do, yeah, I do caricatures, I, go, I do parties, I do magic and caricatures. Yeah, now you do magic. Yeah. <laughs> I think that actually uh, magic kind of helps my animation in some ways too the way you you know present yourself and mm. you're thinking about poses actually when you're you're uh doing i when I do magic and arcs like people's you know eyes uh-huh. are arcs, so if I know that I can mislead you or misdirect you, and then I could do you know so all these skills kind of play together. Um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs>
0: What do you do to keep your? Oh, uh...
1: Well, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, I, I don't do enough of it, but I, I, I should like do uh, more. I, I, DreamWorks they would have life drawing um, twice a week. They would have painting, sculpting. Okay. Um, so those things are awesome. I mean, for any anybody should definitely just always have like a sketch with them. And I should practice what I preach. Uh, but I end up like drawing on you know newspapers and like back, back of like you know. McDonald paper, you know what I mean? Like it's uh-huh. like not very well thought out, and but I think
0: just keeping in practice.
1: Keep it, yeah, because you can get rusty really quick. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Now you talked a bit about in CG that idea that um because you kind of already have a nice character out of the box, to, one can get kind of lazy in regards to getting solid poses, things like that. What what advice would do you give your students here at IAnimate or those who are listening here to kind of uh, concentrate and making sure they're getting solid poses. What would you, what would you uh, mention on how to, to hone your eyes in those things?
1: There's, there's, there's a couple things. Um, but yeah, another great question. I, I think the number seven in Maya, which basically blacks out, it just gives you a silhouette. Mm. I strongly, when you have a pose test going on or you even start fleshing out your animation probably before, you should hit that number seven and just see, you know, the body, or the body language, the body mechanics, and just, you, you won't see any of the detail in the face. Um, you, you just get these strong silhouettes. Mm. Um, that's super helpful. Gotcha. Another thing that's really, and I don't know how I even came up with this except one day, I think I was telling a student what to do, and I thought I should take my own advice on this. Um, <laughs> again, I've been doing this like, like seven, how long have you been
0: around? Seven years, six years? What's
1: that? How long has I, I, I animated been?
0: Five? Or think st- this, no, this is, uh, I think, coming up in our seventh year. Seventh year? That's yeah, yeah, thought. 2010. Wow. Yep. Wow.
1: So I think, I mean, even back then when I was trying to f- find ways to teach better, you know, more effectively, I thought, well, I got I to gotta be on the ball here. I mean, it, truly, you, you do. You, you become a better animator when you teach. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was I was struggling trying to tell this uh, girl that I had, like, you know, your poses aren't that, whatever poses. Like, she started strong, but she wouldn't end strong. Like, so this scene, uh, this particular scene was this guy, I think it was a light bulb. He's the reach assignment. He's reaching for a light bulb. It's a really cool, fun idea. And she just ended kind of weak. And I said, I can't remember her name off. I, I, I could see her face. And I said, you know what? You just some really good poses here, but you end kind of weak. And I go, why don't you? Google search images of people with, you know, with the light bulb, just the image, not video, not Mm. motion, just a raw, because quite frankly, then you're going to get a cool, probably get a cooler pose because somebody took the time to shoot it. So you're getting that, you're getting that, um, some of the strongest poses I've ever seen were like the sports sections. Uh, Uh, you, you look, you know, Look at the newspapers. I mean, uh, the internet's almost too saturated. It's like you get too much information. <laughs> I still get the newspaper. There, I'm an old guy, but but you, know, you look at the, the the photos they take for like a guy sliding the third base or mm-hmm. a boxer. You know, they put these dramatic poses in. But that's what animation is.
0: I gotcha. mean, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Or so I think. Sometimes you just want to get inspired by. And you know, if you can't, like this girl, she's like, we have a. How do I get them into that last pose? Because I said you want to end that strong, and I said, well, maybe you your reference and think about that. You know, mm-hmm. think about how I can get into that pose, or at least the last party reference, or whatever you want to do. But I think um, it's 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 insanely important um, to do that because yeah, the the curse of CG is like, hey, get on up.
0: Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Okay, no, that's great. Very cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, now you mentioned you were at DreamWorks for uh, about twenty years. You said. Mm-hmm. since the get-go and you worked on how to train your dragon two kfp3 um but you also taught there uh the um proprietary software too right i did how did primo. you get what primo yeah how did you get into that
1: well it was weird well what, what happened was I, I went um after over the hedge i went to I worked for James Baxter and I worked for Enchanted, it was called. It was a a really fun Disney
0: movie. Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, we did a few other things. And then, um, you know, he shut down. I'm like, oh, man. So I had to go back to DreamWorks. I didn't, not that I wanted. It's a bad thing because I love DreamWorks. But I was there about 10 years or maybe a little longer. And I basically put my tail between my legs. I said, would you hire me back,
0: please?
1: (laughs) Luckily, enough people like me. And they said, yeah, but here's what we want you to do. We want you to animate part-time and we want you to teach part-time. And I thought, well, what the, okay. I'll yeah, Because nobody else was. And I, I thought, okay.
0: <laughs>
1: but we had this ho- horrible software called Emo. And it was, it was really a deterrent for um, junior animators and people in the business knew about our horrific software.
0: Yeah, I'd seen it.
1: Oh, Emo is the worst.
0: Yeah. like I mean, an Excel spreadsheet. Admire, but
1: yeah. <laughs> but. You know, we made a lot of, a lot of movies with it. Yeah. So I did, I, I taught and then I, I would animate on the side and I did some, uh, yeah. Kung Fu Panda stuff, the furious five. I did, um, mm. how to Train your dragon and some really fun stuff. And then, um, and then, um, Primo came out, which is our, our proprietary stuff now and it just changed everything. I mean, it, it makes animating almost too easy. So, <laughs> so it's it's really fun. And it, the irony of all ironies, Larry, is like I never thought myself that technical. And then once I started, I'm like, I'm training these, you know, superstar animators. It was kind of intimidating, you know? <laughs> I got to be on my game. And, um, but it was, it, you know, truly that software was, um, I felt very uh, excited and energetic and, 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 uh, I don't know what the word is, but I'm um, confident that they were going to love it versus emo, which is always like a, I'm selling a used car that's going to break down. <laughs> you know, but, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this over with.
1: Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> here's a funny thing. It would take me six weeks to train a new animator on emo. Primo is two weeks. So wow. It's, you know, one third of the time. And you could also, you're basically twice as fast
0: in uh, Primo. Very cool. Yeah. I'm sure a great investment then for them <laughs> completely <laughs> now um the how dreamworks uh the uh, pipeline animation oh that was awesome thank and, you i saw it online uh, i forget when and then all of a sudden i see tim Inker. so i'm like hey i know him <laughs> how did that come about why did they, was... why did they do that and and yeah how did that come about
1: yeah that's interesting you know um a couple of things I love about DreamWorks is they have, like, the pitch day, and you can pitch things. And I pitched apps before. I I, I pitched stuff to Dean uh, on how to train your dragon. I had a whole little sequence. And you could just do stuff like that. And But, I, you know, I was, you know, splitting my time between education and animation. So I went to I, – I forgot what it was. I, we had a big shot come in the studio. I don't know if it was a celebrity. This is, this is about three years ago. Nobody that I knew was, like, one of these pop stars that, you know. Okay. Know. Are. Uh, <laughs> but I had to show them our pipeline, and it was embarrassing, Larry. I gave him a sheet of paper and his convoluted little arrows, and it starts here in the storyboard and it, it goes here. There wasn't even any graphics on it. So I started with that. I'm like, let me put some graphics and make, you know, Poe over here and Shrek here and make it look more fun. I thought, you know what? We're a billion dollar, not a billion, I don't know, maybe we're a billion dollar, whatever. We're a big company, and, you yeah. know,
0: animation so studio.
1: We, people come by our studio and they're, you should wow them. And I thought, man, there's nothing, this is sad. So especially being in the education, I thought I'm going to pitch an idea. So I'm kind of like back of the napkin, right? I'm drawing this out. And I had this whole idea formulated of the penguin skipper. First I was going to do with Hiccup.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, what made you decide the penguins?
1: That's great. Yeah, i tell you why. And it was just a sort, It was basically um, the resources that were there for, for that because okay. I, I originally envisioned like a hiccup um, flying a dragon and going through this stopping a pipe. I, I didn't really know what the hell I was thinking about. And I thought, what about an Alaskan pipeline? I thought like a mufflers. like a, I connected them all together. So yeah. I asked this on Maya. Um, and I pitched it to my boss and I told her, here's the thing why I think this is going to work because I know Tom McGrath, who is a director of um, you know, Madagascar, a nice uh-huh. Cross Baby. Um, he's done Mega Mine. He's uh-huh. such a nice guy and so funny. So he does the voice of Skipper. Yeah. And I go, uh, I go, Tom. So I, I see him. at corner room one day, and I go, uh, I know you're busy, but uh, I gotta ask you. Can you? I pitched him the idea, literally, like in a, like a, they talk about the elevator pitch. I literally showed him rapid. <laughs> And he's such a good, nice guy, and he goes, "Let's do it." I'm like, "Are you sure? It's probably going to take a couple hours of your time, you know, to to, to do the voice." He's, "Ah, oh, we'll live. I'll, I'll do it in an hour. We'll, we'll crack this out." <laughs> so I, I, you know, I wrote it all up. I mean, I got this girl Karen. She's really smart uh, girl. She kind of helped me um, with you know writing the, the uh, script. we like, "What the penguin would say?" Uh-huh. So I, I, so Tom, you know, is such a nice guy. And I'm like, I try to get a hold of him. I have to, even though I know him well and we're about the same age and whatnot, I had to cause people. Like, I mean, you know, come on, man. I guess, but I see him all, every once in a while. But I don't want to harass him. So I'm in the bathroom one day. Swear to swear to you, Back <laughs> in the door. I
0: go, yeah. Tom.
1: I said, Tom, come on, man. You, got, you know the penguin thing I pitched you. Go, oh yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's just do it. And he goes. So I said, now. And he goes, Well, let me let me check. But he was so funny. He added lib, <laughs> and it was just hilarious. So. I would say he had have lived quite a bit of it, and that's and
0: fantastic
1: so we yeah, so we had all the audio, and now um I was having i pulling in favors from my friends to like help me model this in primo this pipe and um and I started animating it, and it was so funny, like Tom's uh, voice is my head, so I was like I mean, I mean, you know as you start animating enough you you get so consumed with your work that you start hearing things and you start you know visualizing what. <laughs> i walk into the halls of DreamWorks and I hear the hey, anger song. I'm like, is that the penguin? It's, it's Tom. Goes, How's that thing coming? You know, it's like I can't, do, I can't do the voice, but like, geez, Tom, I, I thought you were in my head. Like, you are. So Larry, so it's just me animating this tons of, you know, scenes. Uh, and so then you
0: animated most of that there.
1: I, well, I did a lot. And but here's what happened is kind of a weird story. So. I got you know I created the whole thing I pitched it they they greenlit it and then um, again I had this girl Karen help me in videography and I said let me I was trying to find all my friends like to, um, to stop because I knew well, I you know I know like like story people directors and whatnot so I thought well just go through the whole process and I'll we'll interview uh, for each stop with one of my friends so mm-hmm. that's kind of what we did a couple people I didn't know uh, but I try to get people I liked and and, and admire and, and know because they wanted to be part of it
0: that's awesome yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm,
1: I'm probably what, um, for maybe five months. I'm animating. You know, we're we're, we're putting all, we're putting a piece in this. We're making a movie. To, we had to figure out how to do it. It was really difficult because, in the end, Larry, we had to actually go back and go through the pipeline to make the pipeline. I guess we didn't even follow our own advice in the beginning because we didn't know <laughs> what we were doing. So we had to go back. I had to go reboard things. I wasn't sure how this one would play out.
0: So I, was, actually what I was going to ask you too, because being in your position, there may be parts of the pipeline you aren't quite as maybe familiar with because you don't deal with them on a regular basis.
1: I don't, I, I learned so much by doing this, you know, and then even by some of my friends that, you know, you just take it for granted. Uh, what you do is like, I know this part and then they would yeah. tell me, "No, no, I got more on my plate than that. So this is a def- definite definite uh, wake up call. But so, um, yeah, I'm just having a, you know, a blast, and and it's probably um, I don't know. We're probably about I was probably about sixty percent done with the animation. Again, I had to go reboard it. We had to figure it out how we're going to splice this together. And Karen did a lot of that stuff, so she got like a written or directed credit because uh, she did the live action cuts, and she went. She had to do a lot of work. I mean, I did a lot of work because animating is time consuming. Yeah. So I had to actually somebody kind of watching, making sure you know my animation was good because I never really did the penguins before, so. An animating Skipper and all this stuff, and then I was like, "Yeah, seventy percent done." I'm like, "Okay, I can finish this up, and we'll put it together." And my boss comes into me, and she she was just loving our because we now we get on the our education becomes a little bit elevated because we made our own little movie and how we make our movies. So she uh, she loved it. I mean, she gave me this golden apple I don't know, DreamWorks education. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I got yeah, a couple cool. of those because she was so. I don't know, enamored with our – our and she helped a lot, too, getting things greenlit. But here's a problem. So <laughs> a little snafu, such as life. She comes in one day and she goes, I got good news. And I go, what? She goes, your little film is going to go to um, India. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, they have nothing going on over there. We have a studio in India. Yeah, yeah. And I, they actually sent me there for about six weeks to help out, train um, – and I'm like, well, how was that good news? You're taking my little baby, putting it in a river, and I gotta wave goodbye to it. And i like, oh, this is not good news. I tell you later, I was just, I was horrified.
0: Oh, man.
1: But then, you know, it comes back, and I keep seeing new stuff, and I'm like, I didn't think of that. Like, so they did a lot of animation that I just never would have even, I just, at a certain point, you gotta get it out, you know? Yeah. So they were, there were so many people involved, it went from two people, me and this girl, Karen, doing the live action to like well over a hundred people. Oh, wow. In the end that, you know, doing uh, smoke and effects. And yeah, so it, you know, and I think there's a couple hundred thousand hits on YouTube now. Or, or I mean, yeah, I don't
0: know. I have to check, but I knew it got a lot of views. 70, yeah.
1: Where's my money? Yeah. <laughs> <When I> get...
0: <laughs> you
1: get credit. <laughs> I get credit. Yeah. And they wouldn't even get me created by. I said, you have to, they gave me first credit. They said the concept. I'm like, what? I said, look at, I don't I'm, you know, I want it to be bittersweet or what's it called? Bitter grapes or something like that. Uh-huh. And I'm showing, her like, you got to be kidding me. I should get uh, big more and more. And, and then I thought, you know what? You're going to give me first credit. That's, that's all. That's fine.
0: So. Yeah, no, I, it caught me. It caught me. Okay. The, um, Dreamworks in India, they're the ones who uh, did quite a bit on uh Madagascar, or not Madagascar, but the Penguins movie. They did. So that kind of makes sense that they would end up using a lot of them.
1: They they, they had the animators and they had people that would do they had CFX artists, the character effects, they had uh effects artists. So they knew it and they they made my they made that little short that uh, our little how do we make our movies amazing. Uh-huh. So you know it I was a little ticked off, but in the end, man, yeah. it was the best thing. <laughs> swallow that humble pie
0: there you go and for the team huh
1: it was it was awesome
0: now what did you do because you mentioned you hadn't worked on the penguins what did you do to start kind of getting in their heads and how they animated did you just start watching some of the stuff or okay
1: you just got to saturate yourself and, and you know it, it, it became a thing where you know you not only look at the whole picture you fr- frame it because i know it's the, the transitions between these poses are very snappy uh-huh. and exaggerated and um you know, you start learning, oh my God, there's only th- three to four frames, maybe one little slow out, a big giant, you know, smear frame or something, and then they almost pop into the next, you know, pose. I mean, yeah. so it was kind of cool though. I mean, you know, learning like how I can, you know, get the skipper from here to here. Um, but yeah, it was trial and error, man. I, the first couple passes, I wouldn't want to show anybody. <laughs> you don't know the rig, you're just, you know, comfortable, but yeah. It was definitely a, you know, it was sad though. The saddest part though, Larry, is, is when it ended. So when they when they showed it to everybody, all the, the, you know, the whole studio, and I got to be, you know, I put a tuxedo on that day, and it was just a fun little premiere. And then it was like, you know, like say it was with women that get postpartum depression. Like after you have the baby, you're kind of like, oh, now what? You know, I'm like, now what? <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. You won't give me that again. I mean, I was just a lucky... That's pretty cool
0: though. Yeah. yeah. That's very yeah. cool. Um, what, what's what been some of the, your favorite movies that you've worked on?
1: Uh, like Castle of Dance, as you uh, we mentioned. Okay. Um, I love El Dorado um, because of the Chell character I got to work on, Rosie Perez, although her voice is very grating. Um, I got to work with Rodolf uh, and he's one of the top animators or, mm-hmm. or was at DreamWorks. Um, and and they, you know, they sent me to Bardell up in, um, uh, Vancouver there to teach people how to draw
0: a character. Okay.
1: Um, Well, Little Mermaid was just because, you know, it really is weird, Larry. Um, what was the Lion King actually, you know, that that put everybody back in business, right? Right, right. But when they were doing this movie, I'm like, there's something just, you know, you go to dailies and, and I've been on enough dailies and, you know, you get kind of jaded. You're kind of like, Oh, this is, when you see something special, like, People be laughing like belly laughing like when the under-the-sea thing came up and I'm like what this is so good and I almost couldn't I couldn't contain myself I mean I was like I was a Disney fan and then you know Obviously at 15 when I went out there and then get to work there and then working on this amazing movie was just it was You know one of these magical things that it'd be hard to duplicate. Yeah um, And then one of the other one how to train your dragon mm. the first one and this is one of the same feelings you got like and anybody would say this uh, that worked on that movie or the second one or even like uh Kung Fu Panda there's some movies that you know you know you, f- you feel like the director has a vision like there's no wavering there's no oh man this is going to get all muddied and somehow we're going to lose the uh, the power of the uh you know this force that was driving driving the movie yeah it happens a lot the di- you know it gets diluted and too many pe- cooks in the kitchen so to speak or chefs But that was one of those ones where you just knew. And that movie started off, I don't know if you know, it was a completely different story. Um, And then uh, literally they had nine months, uh, Dean and Chris, to put it together. And they ended up making this father and son, basically. And, you know, the pet with the poopless. But it was a whole different story before that. And it was just, it didn't have that impact. So when you have that, so those movies that I guess not all of them were great. Like I said, like cast on Dance, hell that didn't make hardly any money, but I love working on it. Gotcha. Um, but usually the ones that did make money or that were pretty successful, you could feel it. And, and it's always just something special
0: about it. You could tell and
1: people will work their butts off, man. They'll work you know, overtime and not really care, you know, um, cause it is a burnout factor for sure. But mm-hmm. um, there's some good stuff.
0: Cool. Any favorite characters you've worked on? that maybe it wasn't maybe the best movie, but I just, you just, I love that character or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's probably a challenge, uh, El Dorado okay. and, um, and, uh, uh, Sebastian and little mermaid. Um, it was fun. Let's see. Over the hedge was fun with, uh, uh, RJ. Uh-huh. He was cool. I think the ones that I really, um, you think. think. That's. I mean, I can go way back, you know. Yeah, yeah, oh, Rover Dangerfield it was a horrible movie. Which one? It's called Rover Dangerfield. You've probably never heard of it. Mm. And yeah, yeah. So it's Roddy think, Dangerfield yeah. as a basset hound. You know, <laughs> to, uh, Hey, how are you doing? You doing? <laughs> and he, uh, it's, it's funny. We were working with Dale Bears, the Dale Bear's studio, and we were doing like 30% of it, maybe 50% of the film. So, um, yeah, it was just it didn't do well. I don't know if it did. I'm well, I've, I haven't seen it in probably 25 years okay. because that's how old it is. and it really was just a horrible movie, but it's really fun because it, okay. it was caricatured and it was very Roddy Dangerfield. so you got to study his mannerisms. Uh-huh. So we really got to it's one of those times where you really uh, put your all into it and you really get to know the human being uh, or you think you know who Roddy Dangerfield is. And then something funny happened. We got to meet him. Um Dale took us to uh the Warner Brothers set and there was a dailies and we we're, you know, Rodney was there and again we didn't really shake hands. He was just in, you know, he came in there. He nodded and said hi to everybody but he's in this like white bathrobe and uh he he's got the big eyes and you know? I was like he looked yellow. He looked like a Simpson character. I really thought it was like a cartoon was, like it felt like a Simpson character. But a nice guy, um, but he's laughing yeah. at his own uh, at his movie. Um, I just don't think it made any money, but it was
0: fun to work on, that.
1: Fun to work on
0: for sure. Cool. Hey, real quick, because if someone's listening to this, they're going to kill me. You said you had a Jeffrey story oh, that you yeah. come back to, so I want to make sure because we're off the podcast. Like, yeah, yeah, no, does... it's
1: nothing big. It's just funny. Like, um, well, two things. One thing is, like, I gave him a caricature um, when he left DreamWorks. And then, or no, when he left Disney, uh, so sort did of my buddy. A lot of people did that. And I, um, and as he was leaving DreamWorks, I did another one. And he goes, I forgot how he put it. He goes like, are you just going to do this every time I leave somewhere? <laughs> like, I don't know how he phrased it, but it's just it was kind of off, what's it called? Uh, I probably can't say it right now for, uh, you know.
0: Okay, for, Yeah, yeah. yeah say for work
1: the years might not like what i I would say, but he's a really funny guy he's very uh, candid and um that was kind of cool so anybody left dreamworks, I was a guy that would draw their caricature
0: okay, very cool
1: ninety percent of the time not mainly because i 'm just a you know uh, i'm a nice guy i wouldn't say I'm the best artist at all because there's a <laughs> lot of people that could draw me under the table, but um I just did with Jeffrey, I just nobody told me to do Jeffrey. I just had to had to draw him and um and then what I was going to get at that one story was on over the hedge. And uh, I mean, I've you know, I've known him for years, but he was really proactive in his in the um beginnings when the you know Dreamworks first came out, um, obviously. So, but as time went on, he wasn't quite as, as, as proactive and in, in, in part of the uh movie making process in the beginning. So, and over the hedge, he really was on that one because that was one of our I don't know, third CG film, or I forgot. yeah, yeah, we'll come, out, yeah, guess, early. yeah. So, I got this. I got this idea. I got, I'm thinking of all those scenes I'm doing, and I'm, they're all running together. And I'm like, "What if we do this?" So I got this. So we're pitching to Jeffrey, right? And these are overhead projectors. I mean, this was a while ago, but not that long ago. And I got this piece of paper, and I'm like, I, I drew, I sketched out my idea, and, I'm, and I say, "Okay, Jeffrey, this is my idea." So I'm pitching it to him. It's up on the big screen. You know, there's well, some of my friends are there, and he goes, "Is that an extra character?" Like. We're going to have to model that character and we're going to have to. I go, no, 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 no. Here's what we're going to do. He goes, No, no, no. We're not going to do that. I go, no, no, no. You don't understand. We <laughs> went back and forth. I go, Hear me out. Just one second. I mean, I don't know what the heck I was thinking. Like, <laughs> you don't sit there and do that with the, with the boss. boss. <laughs> that have to but I felt like, you know, come on.
0: He's like, if you keep this up, I'm going to be drawing your picture as you're yeah, living.
1: <laughs> exactly. I like that. <laughs> He kept me though, but it was it was just one of those times where it's like I couldn't believe I was doing
0: it, it like, until <laughs> like, afterwards. Body
1: experiences like I'm sitting here fighting the big man. <laughs>
0: uh, this gig with uh, Andreas Deja, how did you get come across this one?
1: Yeah, you know I knew Andreas uh, back at Disney, but I didn't know him that well. Like I knew Glenn Keane and, and um, whatnot, um, but Andreas uh, worked with James. Uh, he actually James hired him to help him on um, Enchanted. Mm. So we had like Mark Henry, we had some of the top animators coming in and working because they wanted to work with James and uh, Andreas. I, I was always intimidated by him. Like, Oh my God, it's Andreas Deja. Like, so he started working. I'm like, this is a great guy, man. So we became pretty good friends. And, um, and after the studio shut down, we just maintained our friendship mm. and uh, he'd invite me to parties and all kinds of fun stuff. And then, um, he was working on this goofy, uh, Thing that Disney did, uh, how to set up your home projectors. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. The goofy show. Yeah. So Andreas is doing a lot of that, and I, I was helping him uh, animate with that stuff. And then usually just breaking his genius down. Like um, so, he'd give me the rough poses, and I'd kind of flesh it out. And uh, so then, you know, we you know we still kept in contact. And then uh, I think it's about two years ago. You know, he calls me and um, he says, "Hey, I'm having a little party, and I think we just we just pitched this idea." He said, geez, man, this is really cool. And he goes, Do you want to help? And I'm like, absolutely, I get to draw again. So it's it's been amazing. I That's mean, this awesome. movie, it'll it it it'll bring you to tears, man, in a uh-huh. good way. Uh, and he's such a humble guy. It's like a weird thing because, you know, he lives up, he's got this state up in the hills in uh, Hollywood, and, and he's just such a humble, lovable guy that just loves to draw. Like, he never learned CG, you know? Yeah. He, like, yeah. I think even Glenn knows, you know, uh, and, and, and James Baxter. Yeah. Some of these top people, they, they learned it, but I'm kind of, I kind of love the Andreas is like, I don't, that's not my thing. You know? Would,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, he just uh, so as powerful as a guy as he is, and you know, now he's an author of this book on nine old men and all the you know people he knows um, in the end, he's just an amazing storyteller and draftsman. And, you know, I'm just a lucky duck to get the, uh, you know, Right on his coattails a little bit. I mean, <laughs> I think I honestly, I, I, I can't say this for sure, but I think it's going to be nominated for an Oscar.
0: Very basically. cool. Yeah. yeah called,
1: I, I mean, it's so good.
0: Mushka. Mushka. Okay. It's
1: a, basically a story of a little girl in Russia and as a tiger. I can't, I don't know what's he blogged about. I don't, I don't really go on uh, too many sites. So I'm not sure what, you know, Andreas
0: understandable. Yeah. So, Do you know if he's mentioning the ETA when that's supposed to be kind of released?
1: We just talked like literally 10 minutes before you we, You and I started talking. Okay, um, okay. We were talking about a scene I just did. And I'm like, uh, he, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming, I think he probably wants to finish it this year. Okay. And then it'd be ready for the Oscar uh, the next following year. Right. Um, but it's just a lot of work man. <laughs> and, and he is just him. I mean, it's him, me and a, a handful of other people. And it's, that's it. Like, uh. Uh, I mean, I know he's looking to hire a few more people. Um, but um, and the score is great. Like, he's got this music. It's so powerful. And cool. He's had, like, really top people coming over. Um, I can't think of all the people. Like, he's had parties. And I'm like, I know that guy. And then you realize, oh, my God, that's the guy? And nah, I'm like, nah. top Disney people. tell Because he knows all those guys and uh, women. Um, so it's it's been... It's going to be one of those things where it's like a little mermaid thing or it's going to be like this thing I got to make my own little, you know, short at D- DreamWorks stuff, how to make your movies. It's one of these, I'm just in the right place at the right time. I don't know how <laughs> I got to get lucky, you know? I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm just thankful. And I mean, you know, you work hard, so I don't want to tell everybody, you know, you just get lucky. No, that's, yes. you got to, you know, Steve Hickner wrote a book. You know Steve?
0: Uh-uh.
1: Oh man, he's a director of D- uh, DreamWorks and- Steve what? Steve Hickner. 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 Yeah. He directed Prince of Egypt, uh, B movie, uh, so many other things he's been doing, but, uh, he's w- written two books, one animation rules. Cool. Peter plugging in his book, but yeah, it's what I love about Steve and, um, and, um, what were we talking
0: about?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no, about, about being lucky. Um, you know, there is luck involved in, in your life. I think, but you've got to be willing to um, work. Um, Back it
0: up with the yeah, it, stuff hard work.
1: Doesn't, doesn't, yeah. You know, luck comes to those who or, or favor those who work hard. Because truly, and Steve is a big proponent of that. So if you read his book about like if you do get lucky enough to get it hired, then work hard and work harder. And, and that's the only way you're going to get hired in the first place. You've got to put your soul into it. You know, it's competitive field animation, um, mm-hmm. more so than ever. But there's still a lot of opportunities. I mean, you're talking about maybe presenting one soon. And yeah, yeah. I think um, I think you know there's still room for everybody, but you just gotta um, you gotta work. You know, love it's, it. But you gotta love it because yeah, if you don't love it, then you're just not gonna do a good job. And, yeah. And yeah, you know, your passion won't be there, and then. So.
0: Cool. Okay, two more questions before we we close out here. All right. What is it, because you've been in the industry for quite some time, you've seen the 2 d and three d uh transition and such. What is it that still drives you in this field
1: still uh, you know what it, it sounds like what everybody else would say story and good movies and um I, I, but it is true and i like things like illumination they have these great character designs. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just love some of their stuff like that. Uh, what's this called? Like, uh, what's that movie they got? That
0: Despicable uh,
1: oh, Me? Despicable Me and stuff yeah. like that. Like, the, the character designs are like, they just war <laughs> me. Um, so stuff like that excites me visually. Uh-huh. Uh, and just um, some of the 3D aspects is kind of cool. Um, I'm not so big into the virtual reality. I don't know if that's ever going to ever take off. I think it's just, it's all, I think it's a fad. I don't know. But I, I do believe that um, what gets me going is just, there's so many different ways to, we haven't even, I don't think there's, uh, in some ways, like think about it, like have you ever seen an animated horror film? I mean, they were working on this back at Turner to talk a Howling, was it Howling or not? Not Howling, the October Moon. Mm. You know, it was really cool, edgy, fun stuff that was gonna be done in 2D, things that were never materialized. Um, I've seen stuff that DreamWorks, me and my shadow is one of his coolest ideas ever it was a hybrid of 2d and 3d, right? Right. The shadow that takes over the person, you know, like he's getting tired of this, uh, this guy living a boring life. So the shadow kind of, uh, takes him away and, 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 and uh, makes him have a, a, an amazing life. So it's, it's things like that that are a little inventive, a little, little, I would say like out of the ordinary. Uh-huh. Um, so like that, like a hybrid of 2d and, you know, CG. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's just so many so many things that we haven't like again like an animated horror film or a, right. you know they, they I think they pushed the envelope a lot more back in the day um I, you know what it is Larry it's 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 money you know you, it's hard to take a chance um on a a different story or different characters if you're spending 150 million right right it's got to be almost proven that this thing's going to make the right we're going to make a movie for 20 like look at that, like the sausage party i mean it's pretty raw um, and there's some funny bits in that, but I think, you know, uh, they made it for so cheap that you could do something like that. Now, I don't think, I don't know if that's going to be the uh, <laughs> future, but I think right. <laughs> it does show you that if you can keep the money down, you can try things and it's exciting that yeah, you know, yeah. if we can do that.
0: Yeah. That's pretty funny that you say, uh, a little more adventurous back in the day. I, one of my favorite movies, uh, secret and Nim, uh, yeah. when I was growing up, you know, I remember watching it maybe it was just looking at it differently as a parent. Now I was like, Whoa, this thing is pretty, pretty intense in some areas, you know, but I don't remember that as much as a kid, but you look at that, maybe in comparison to now and it, yeah, it is a little bit different as far as what they were willing to kind of do. That wasn't so, uh, and nothing I'm against it. I, like I said, I have kids, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that there's some tameness and, you know, but it was definitely a little bit, um, graphic i guess in some areas and such you know so yeah i think this is kind of interesting
1: how many kids you have Seven. seven oh my god <laughs> somebody said you had five and i'm like no <laughs>
0: seven kids. my wife and i just had our seventh wow, uh congratulations. five ago thank you yeah thank wow. you very much you,
1: you needed two acres or whatever you got there <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Chickens. There you go. They keep me oh, busy. Wow. I I enjoy it. We're having a great time.
1: Oh, dude, you look pretty good for having seven kids. I'm like, Larry's still young. You guys, I don't know if you guys should probably know Larry, but um, he's a fucking <laughs> young guy. And like, how can this guy have seven kids?
0: Keeping rack- up with them. I got to keep up with them. So yeah. yeah. That's amazing, <laughs> man.
1: Congratulations.
0: Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, last one here. You've been teaching with us for I think since we started. So yeah, coming mm-hmm. up on seven years here. Uh, what do you enjoy, enjoy the most about teaching here at I animate and just teaching in general? Um, you get a lot of good feedback from, <laughs> from the students in regards to, uh, what I've heard and the emails that kind of come back through. So yeah. What do you enjoy?
1: Yeah, about? I, I always try to do a little bit more. I always like, you know, get like one-on-one on ones or I invite people to DreamWorks, um, I just think, you know, I've been blessed and I've been, you know, very fortunate and, and I, if I can give back and inspire, I like to inspire people just as much as I like to teach them. Mm. Cause I think you got have that, have that burning passion. Otherwise you're just, you're going to fizzle out and when times get tough, you got to rely on, you know, that, 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 core energy. And, um, I like to bring that to the table excitement. Um, I think, you know, after seven years and I, I've taught in, you know, Taiwan, um, Three times there now, um, you know India. I mean, Hollywood, Noman, and whatnot. What I really like about IAnimate is, is you get to. I don't know if all the st- instructors do that, but I like the the one like the, the C you got. You know, like you know the. Um, and I know some of the other schools. I'm not going to mention that they don't really have that connection. It's weird because. I feel like if I get to see you and look at, look at you and, 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 understand you, I can look at what you're going on in the background. There's a dog over there. Yeah. I feel more,
0: um, you know, the person, huh?
1: I know the person. And then yeah, you yeah. come to DreamWorks or CTN or, or some kind of event. And I know this person and, and it, it, I've become friends with, I can't tell you how many good, good friends, you know what I mean? I've made students of mine. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, when you get that letter, I had this one student, uh, Luke, and a few others um, that, you know, they just don't get it at first. Uh, or other – not just – but there's other, there's other ones that get it, and you know they're going to be great, right? I, I, there's, they were great when they started my class. You know, I could teach them here and there, but they're going to – it's the ones that, like, um, are struggling, and you're like, oh, man, I just want that light bulb to go off. And I want to see – I want to see uh, in the end of 11 weeks um, – the difference, you know, whether, whatever, they picked up one one or two things. And, but ultimately, you know, it's when they don't give up and I get that email. Um, and that's why I see it all these emails. I sent a bunch to Larry. No, guys. I love it. Yeah. And it's, and it's so rewarding. Cause it's like, man, I, I guess I did make a difference or, you know, you didn't give up. And I, and again, I don't know if it's, there's a, my, uh, my D'Angelo said, it's not how you, I'm going to screw this uh, quote up. It's not what you said. It's not even what you did. It's how you made them feel. So mm. that people remember you. Uh, so if I made somebody feel like I can do it or I, I, there's, there's hope or, you know, um, I, 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 you know, I tell my mom like, about getting uh, rejected by Disney, you know, a couple of times prior to getting, cause a lot of people would just quit. Like I can't, they're not going to hire me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, you gotta, I think that's when it, that's and it's funny here's a funny thing I'm go back to the very beginning with this guy that got me into filmation Tom Mazzacco Tom I saw him not too long ago like years <laughs> later like, that's about a year ago on some street fair or something and Tom's over there and, he just, yeah, Tom, Tom. and I go Tom I go you probably don't remember this but you told me just get one other person because like, he helped me get in right uh-huh. and I was so thankful and fortunate and you know I don't know how many flowers and candy and cards I gave him and and I said, Tom, I took, I hopefully got so many more people in that you could you couldn't count. That you know what I mean? Yeah, or yeah. them, or you know. So I said, that that you know, if you can give somebody a lifestyle like I've had and that you had, uh, and help them get in and help them um, achieve something greater than you know that they couldn't even believe they could do. Like I never thought I could do this. Mm-hmm. I mean. And then learning CG and then teaching CG, it's all a big dream. Like, I still think, you know, this is insane that I've lived this life and it's so good. <laughs> and But, I, you know, it's, yeah, I'm blessed. I'm a lucky duck. And That's what I was just
0: going to say. It sounds like you're just going, hey, I just really appreciate what I've been able to do and I want to be able to pass that on to somebody else.
1: You said it you said it best. Yeah, I'm awesome. all day, man.
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> Larry said yeah, seven kids you got to be quick and to the point. No. <laughs> I only got two and I can ramble. Larry's gonna be focused. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just gotta, you gotta pay it forward, man.
0: Very cool. Well, we really appreciate you as an instructor here and, and Tim, I just really be, uh, appreciate being able to catch up with you too. I appreciate the time and I know our, our audience will as well. So thank you very much.
1: Larry, always a pleasure and I can't wait to see you I'm gonna come up to your neck of the woods when I'm back
0: in Cal all right sounds good ladies and gentlemen thank you very much thank you